I'm Alex Tillet, and this is Vision Vibes. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of NHK World Japan's interview series, Direct Talk. When non scientists like myself think about technology, we tend to think in a very linear way. Phones get progressively thinner and higher resolution, cars get faster and more efficient. A lot of items we use every day simply get better over time. However, we forget that a major part of technological innovation is having existing ideas collide. For example, smartphones, GPS technology, and cheap packaging collided to produce the food delivery apps where I spend all my money when I feel too lazy to cook or go out. Today's guest also assembled cutting edge technology to produce an incredibly innovative product. And with a much more noble goal than to bring me food. Keller Renato is the CEO of Zipline, a service that uses drones to deliver medicines in Africa. By combining the latest in drone technology with high precision GPS tracking and affordable lightweight materials, Zipline is able to deliver medical supplies to hospitals where timely access would otherwise be impossible. Keller's collision of ideas. Has helped save countless lives, providing vulnerable communities with access to everything from blood for transfusions to COVID vaccines. Zipline drones have an elegant, functional design with a lightweight frame supporting a wingspan of just over three meters. They're launched from a rail, which slings them into the air, after which they gently glide toward their destination with the help of a small propeller. Upon arrival, They release their cargo with a small parachute and return home. What inspired Keller to reimagine the future of logistics? Let's join narrator Stuart Varnum Atkin and find out on today's episode of Vision Vibes. In the spring of 2022, a major project began on a group of isolated Japanese islands. What is it? It's a drone based medical supply transport service. The service was developed by the CEO of the American startup company Zipline, Keller Rinado. It just feels like teleportation. And one doctor told me God himself is delivering blood from the sky. This groundbreaking service has even been called a revolution in the skies. So, how will it change the future of logistics? Our mission is to build a logistics system that serves all people equally in order to ensure universal access to healthcare products, but also transition logistics toward a green energy future. Today, Zipline operates distribution centers in Rwanda, Ghana, the United States, and Japan. The reason we're so excited about this partnership with Toyota Chusho and building instant autonomous logistics here in Japan is that the country is obviously making big investments in. Universal access to healthcare, as well as the transition to sustainable,、uh, su- sustainability and green logistics by 2050. As a new base for the drone transportation services, Keller chose Goto City in Nagasaki Prefecture, which includes 63 islands. 
In partnership with the Japanese trading company Toyota Tsusho, Zipline started a service to deliver emergency medicines to areas with scarce medical facilities. So how does it work? You know, the overall uh, service of Zipline is incredibly simple, although the technology behind the service is very complicated. Any doctor, any nurse, any community health worker, any person even just sitting at home can pull out a smartphone, log in, press a button saying what, what product they need at that time, and then that product can be teleported to those GPS coordinates. The operations base is a facility called a distribution center. Upon receiving a request, a staff member boxes medical supplies stockpiled in the warehouse. Then a special application is activated. The box and the drone both have barcodes. By scanning the respective barcodes with the application, the computer inside the drone automatically recognizes the destination. Being lightweight and durable, the styrene foam airframe is ideal for long-distance flights. The box is placed inside the body of the drone. All that remains is to set it on the launch pad and press the launch button. The delivery method is also simple. The parachute-fitted box is dropped above the destination. We are dropping the package from about 10 to 20 meters in the air. We use a really simple paper air brake. It basically means that we can gently deliver the package into the mailbox of the customer. And then the vehicle will turn around, fly itself home, land at the distribution center, and we can then typically have that plane with a new package loaded and out making another delivery just three to five minutes later. The way all of our customers experience the service is it just feels like teleportation. And then that product can be teleported to those GPS coordinates 10 times faster than traditional logistics is capable of doing. The company first launched its services in the Republic of Rwanda in Africa. The transport efficiency of goods there was poor due to a fragile rural transportation infrastructure and women bleeding to death after childbirth was a serious social issue. So in 2016, the company created a distribution center in the capital city of Kigali to begin airlifting blood for transfusions. Uh, I still remember the conversation with the Minister of Health. We were saying, hey, we'll deliver all these different medical products to 500 different hospitals and health facilities throughout the country. And she looked at me and said, Keller, shut up. I'll believe it when I see it. For now, just do blood. It's really hard to get the right product to the right place. And she was emphasizing 50% you know, of blood transfusions are being used for moms with postpartum hemorrhaging after giving birth, 30% are going toward kids under the age of five. So this is an incredibly important product for family health. As a result, the transportation time is reduced from four hours to just 15 minutes. Currently, 70% of transfusion blood in Rwanda's rural areas is supplied by drones. What does Keller regard as the value of this logistics system? People think that the magic is all about the drone or all about the autonomous aircraft. And in fact, the value is in having an integrated service 
you can centralize things that are urgently needed or short shelf life or kind of long tail. And by sending them just when they're needed, you can dramatically reduce waste while increasing access. So that really is the promise of this technology. It's not just like, oh, won't it be exciting if we have delivery that's 10 times faster? That means we can totally change the way that we imagine the overall system. Up to now, rural medical facilities have had to stock more medicines to prepare for emergencies. However, by managing medicines at the distribution center, it's now possible to establish a system to provide an immediate supply of necessary items while also reducing waste. The operations are supported by locally hired staff. So the drone transport system not only improves logistics access, but also contributes to social community development. Some of the countries where Zipline initially launched, and I think you even now see this happening in Japan, are now leading the way in terms of showing what regulatory reform is required. And like, if, this, if a country wants to be on the forefront of like, autonomous airspace management and you know, instant autonomous delivery at national scale, uh, a big part of that is actually through regulatory reform and uh, evolution. And so all of those are big investments that Zipline's been able to make. It's investing in infrastructure, it's investing in people, and it's investing in entrepreneurship and technology at, at, a, at a national scale in every country where we launch. How did Keller come up with his vision of innovative drone logistics? Keller was born in 1987 in Arizona in the USA. He says his desire to become an entrepreneur developed during his high school days. Honestly, I didn't enjoy school that much. And as a result, I ended up you know, getting, getting a full-time job. So I was working like 50 hours a week at a restaurant all through high school for almost all four years. Working in the service industry, particularly in the US, where your wages suck. <laughs> You're getting paid very little uh, to work really hard and like late into the night and you know nine hour shifts, like you're constantly on your feet. There's zero room for error. You have to be really friendly all the time. <laughs> Interestingly, um, I think that taught me more about leadership, management, work ethic, responsibility, than maybe a lot of the things that I learned um, in high school around the same time. Even to this day at Zipline, when we're interviewing folks, we always love asking people, like, have they ever worked in a fundamentally unfancy job? And we love hiring people who have at least had that kind of an experience in their background because it tells you something about, like, I actually think you know, building really, really important technology for the world is often way less fancy and less fun than it sounds. While majoring in bioengineering at college, Keller was also an avid rock climber. After graduation, he visited Tanzania in search of business opportunities, and it was there he got inspired with an idea. And there was one fundamental experience that we had. We were actually in Tanzania, visiting a lot of different health facilities and hospitals, and because of the fast adoption of, of cell phones and smartphones, there had actually been, been these systems designed that were doctors and nurses were texting in, saying when they had an emergency, when a patient was in need. And he showed me the database of like thousands of texts of like, you know, we need blood, we need antivenin, we need anti-rabies, we need anti-malarials, what, what have you. And then I kind of realized, wow, you know, it's, it's actually a database of death because one-way flow of information, but then nothing was being done about it. 
And the more we learned about logistics, the more we realized, wow, you know, this is a service that really only serves the golden billion people on the planet well. So if you're lucky enough to grow up in Osaka or Tokyo or a city in the United States, cool, yeah, you won the human lottery. But for six billion people on Earth, you don't have access to that class of logistics. And as a result of that, five and a half million kids under the age of five lose their lives every year due to lack of access. He started his business based on the principle of delivering goods equally to all people. As he was searching for a place to expand, a country which had recovered from civil war by upholding the ICT nation concept came forward. It was Rwanda. We did not know how to integrate with the national healthcare system. We didn't know how to do things as simple as like inventory management control systems and software that would allow us to intake medical products and then send them to hospitals and health facilities. And so that first year was really scary and difficult. And luckily, the government was an amazing partner to us. I and mean, we spent the first nine months, you know, I, we've often asked ourselves the question of, well, what about an alternative history where, you know, Zipline actually launched in the United States first? I, I think given what we learned, you know, I'm not sure Zipline would have survived. And I think the key for this kind of technology to really thrive in any country, the key is close partnership between a government that has a clear vision for where it wants healthcare to go and where it wants infrastructure development to go. And then, you know, entrepreneurial technology-based startups that can bring the solution and move lightning fast. And so, so many global experts also told those countries, like, you can't do this, you don't have enough money, you don't have the technological know-how, and now they've totally proven them wrong. Keller launched his business operations in Rwanda and Ghana, and he has built up a track record of success. And business expanded further during the COVID pandemic. You know, when the pandemic began in 2020, uh, I remember sending an email to the board like that week where the initial lockdowns were occurring saying, you know, hey, this is really bad news. And then I remember sending an email two weeks later saying, never mind, I was completely wrong. You know, we need to prepare to grow 10x over the coming 12 months. And in fact, that's exactly what we saw. For example, in Ghana, orders for vaccines go from X to 10x. We've delivered a million doses of COVID-19 vaccine, 4.5 million doses of traditional vaccine in that country alone over the last year. Obviously, any global catastrophe like the pandemic is incredibly tragic. But I think one of the silver linings is when humans are challenged in this fundamentally new way. And so when people were quarantined at home and we needed to find new ways of delivering medical products to them and we needed to find new ways of operating a healthcare system where you know, traditional logistic systems are failing, it meant that a lot of health systems suddenly had this opportunity to just jump straight to the new way of doing things. With the start of operations in the USA in November 2021, the use of drones is now also spreading in developed countries. So what kind of potential does the burgeoning drone business have? I think we don't worry about this as much now, but when we were building the first couple distribution centers, we were really worried, like, our community is going to accept this. I mean, it's so weird. It's so out there. It's so sci-fi. And one doctor told me it's as though, you know, God himself is delivering blood from the sky. And so there's seven days of kind of like magical science fiction of providing this kind of a service. And then on day eight, it's completely boring. And doctors and nurses and healthcare workers just depend on it. 
Um, in fact, I, when, when I was at one hospital watching a delivery be made, uh, a nurse looked at her watch and then looked at me and she said, it's 30 seconds late. And to us, that's the beautiful thing about technology. You know, it shouldn't be like, oh, it's so sexy or it's so exciting or it's so science fiction. Like at the end of the day, you know, the sexiness of technology wears off very quickly. What it comes down to is like, does this transform the way that we can care for patients or does this improve people's lives? Logistics is like, it's the most boring thing in the world and it's one of the most important things in the world. And we think that's pretty exciting, showing that technology can actually improve the lives of the people on earth who need the help the most, not just the people who maybe are in the richest 1% of humans. Finally, we ask Keller to tell us his motto. The potential for human knowledge is limitless. Curiosity is our scarcest resource. Studying science and engineering over the last 15 years has made me realize that there is no problem on Earth that can't be solved. I think the thing that's hardest to protect as we grow old is protecting childlike wonder and curiosity. That's the thing that actually limits our imaginations and prevents us from learning and growing. The potential for human knowledge is limitless. Curiosity is our scarcest resource. In listening to Keller's story, I feel like his thirst for curiosity extends beyond new ideas for technology. He's curious about what's going on in the world and where his ideas can do the most good. Because of the way our economic incentives are set up, technology usually serves the whims of the wealthy years before it trickles down to those in need. Keller decided the ethical path for his drone logistics technology was to flip this paradigm on its head. His curiosity led him to identify a problem in places too often forgotten by technology. Then, his knowledge led him to a solution that improved the lives of millions. Once we reach adulthood, many of us lose our curiosity, trading our thirst for knowledge and adventure for the comfort of our routines. Hearing about Zipline made me realize I have to consciously nurture my own curiosity. If I don't, I'll be missing out on exciting new ideas. Just imagine how much better the world could be if we were all curious enough to never stop innovating. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for lending us your curiosity. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I've been Alex Tillet. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.